When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alan Davis, you are listening to the Tuesday Club, this is the Arsenal Podcast, and I've got Keith Dover with me this evening. How are you, Keith? Well, up until about quarter past six yesterday, I was walking in sunshine. I was been happy days are here again, then the harsh iron boot of reality kicked me in the head, so there you go. Uh, harsh but, iron boot of reality, yeah. But uh, I, I can't whinge because there is a man not far from us who... Some would say he's a hero. I would call him a hero tonight. You know, that's all I'm saying. Oh, are you referring to Damien Harris, the midfield general? I am referring to that man <laughs> who's crawled, crawled out of his sickbed to be on this podcast tonight. Yeah, yeah, he's not well. He's got a, he's got a touch of a little bit of a cold there, have you, Dee? I have. But thanks, oh, Keith, for those oh. kind words. Well, you know, we get a lot of sticks sometimes on our Twitter feed. I do read them, and I will take name, down names and addresses. <laughs> oh, well, I think, the point, I think you'll find the point of Twitter is there aren't any names and addresses. Uh, and that's why people, people can say the outrageous things that they do in the effort to hurt our feelings. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you, listeners, <laughs> you're, it's, you're very successful. We're frequently quite wounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very wounded. <laughs> Oh, some would say. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, so now, listener, you join us. Uh, um, well, we join you, or we are conjoined, I don't know. Um, it's about ten past seven on Sunday evening. Uh, Ollie Goodness, old Shah, is a free man. He's a free hey. man. Hey. He's loose and out in the world, paid <laughs> off gazillions of pounds, never has to do this again. Just walk away. He had a go. Wasn't quite up to it. Got out of Dodge with his reputation pretty much as it was when he went in. Yeah, um, yeah. In, uh, <laughs> which is a bit crap. <laughs> a little bit crap, but he'll definitely get a gig in in Norway. Handy uh, every now and again. Yeah, and he'll always be welcome. They still love him. The fans still love him. It wasn't his fault. Uh, they, they they had a terrible performance at Watford, and uh, and let's talk about that for half an hour and then piss off. <laughs> yeah, I think so. That sounds yeah. like a bloody good plan to me. They looked red hot, Watford, didn't they? Oh. All their forwards were on fire. Very muscular, very fast, athletic looking forwards. Yeah. Like a sort of a young Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. That's what they reminded <laughs> me of. <laughs> hey, Pierre, who? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Oh, he used to play oh. for Arsenal. He used oh, to play right, for yeah. Arsenal. Yes, a couple of years ago, he was majestic, <laughs> a sensational talent. It's uh, so like you know, yesterday's match. He's in the over 35s league now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it looks good when your central striker is carrying a walking stick during the game. Uh, I don't think that's that's not. It sends out a message to me. 
about you. Years uh, ago, I did a play in uh, London's West End. It was a two-hander and the other actor, and it was a wonderful actress called Dame, Dame Margaret Tyzak, sadly no longer with us. She was in her 80s. And, nice uh, and it was a funny mm. old uh, play, a weird, strange little thing, but never mind. Anyway... She always got picked up the moment the curtain came down at the end of the performance. She got picked up by a taxi and whisked back to Blackheath or wherever it was that she, where her abode was. And then one night, we, the curtain went up late. There was some something going on in front of house. Uh, and she got in a panic. We're five minutes late. I've got to ring me taxi. I've got to get picked up. Five minutes. I better say, we can, listen, he'll wait. He'll wait five minutes. He'll assume that there's... And that's what I imagine a Bamiyang's like. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, what time's a kick-off? Half past five? Oh, I'll be cold. That's <laughs> 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 unfairly. Doesn't really fancy it at all. It really looks round and there's uh, Virgil van Dyke there and, and Matip and then, and then in front of him. He can't see the rest of the pitch because usually just in front of him is the vast frame of Fabinho. So he can never see Lacazette. Fabinho's always in the way. (laughs) He doesn't know. He hasn't spoken to Gabriel or Ben White all night. They can't find him with any passes. (laughs) Really, it's one lovely pass from Lacazette, wasn't there, that got him in for a a strike on goal, which Alisson stayed with the toe of his boot. And that Mm. might have bobbled over his boot and rolled in. But that yeah. was about all those talk yeah. about slim pickings for Ober up there. It was that oh, it was brutal for <laughs> brutal for him. Wasn't it? And then after Lacker had done that excellent pass, uh, he yanked him and he got subbed again with half an yeah. hour to go. This seems to be this. This is our only tactic at the moment, apart from losing it and uh, you know as close as possible to the eighteen yard line as a sort of a test. Yeah, uh, is to is to. Uh, Take off Lacazette after an hour and put on the Invisible Man. So I just noticed yesterday that there's a resemblance between David McCullum, uh, oh right, that's uh, what that was. The, uh, who played the Invisible Man on television in that in our childhood, yes. right. and and uh, Martin Odegaard, and and it just really made me laugh. I, I think when Odegaard comes on, if he came on just wrapped in bandages. <laughs> Yeah. Because he brings him on. I don't know why he brings him on. Right? And it's not even the guy. This isn't against Erdegaard. He's mm. a talented, talented boy. I just don't know why he brings him on. He just brings him on about 62 minutes, 65 minutes, 67, that mm. sort of period. This is when I put on The Invisible Man. And he brings him on. And Laka goes, I'm a, that's me done now, is it? Because I was like, <laughs> I've been busting the gut up here. Yeah. And I thought in that game, given that we can't get out and we're trying to pass it out and they're all over us and they're monstering us, absolutely old school monstering. I thought Lacquer up top trying to ping it into him to try and hold it might work a bit better. Mm. Uh, I mean, well, he's the only one who can really hold the ball up. You know, Aubameyang doesn't hold the ball up, but Lacazette does. Stick Aubameyang out on the wing and where he's had a bit of success in the past, at least it gives Trent something to think about. Yeah, with Ober in behind him down that down that side, and 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 bring Smith Rowe in to number ten. At least I thought, at least try something else. But, but he has only got the one thing. I'm going to set you up like that, and then after an hour, I'm going to put lacquer on. Other than that, you're on your own. So the only it seems to me the only chance was to get very. He was he wanted them really wide, didn't he? Saka was very wide on the touchline. Yeah. And I thought, well, if you're going to cut the touchlines, you might as well swap sides. At least it's on your proper foot. 
But they were quick to double up, weren't they? I mean, they were on this all over the pitch. It was a nightmare. I mean, to yeah, be honest... No, they, they swarmed us, didn't I, they? Yeah. I thought the first half we'd done okay. And listen, they did score a good goal. But the killer moment was the second goal. That was the one where the wind went out of our sails and everything. I thought... I didn't expect to win. I thought a best a draw, but I thought if we could lose one nil, two one. Well, but don't you think, Eva? Yeah. I mean, I know it was a shocking error from it was from uh, Tavares, but I had sympathy with him because we're speaking this now. In case you're thinking, what are these lads talking about? Uh, I know all of you are very aware. Uh, we're talking about Arsenal's hammering fifth year, <laughs> sixth year in a row. Is it? We've been yeah. absolutely. Sp- Banked off the pitch at Anfield. My mate Greg, as you know, uh, my, my mate, big Liverpool fan, texted me in the middle of the day, you will fold like deck chairs, I think he said. And well, you weren't wrong. <laughs> we'll beat you 3 0. And I tried to have a bit of a stab back, you know, you know, sent him a picture of Saka and Smith Rowe and said, you might be surprised by our new goalie. And, uh, and our new goalie was absolutely fabulous. I mean, did stop yeah. us losing 7 0, didn't oh, he? Yes, very much so. <laughs> couple of his saves are absolutely extraordinary yeah. and I really do love him when the, when the ball's loose and he's scrabbling around like a vicious dog after tennis <laughs> ball he, he really did yeah. live up to that yeah he did but the thing is it, if you're up there and they and the crowd get going it's stupid of Arteta to lose his cool and play a part in the crowd getting going I thought Klopp was being ridiculous at that moment. Mane had leapt into Tommy Asu, swung his arm out, smacked him in the head. Whether he meant to do it or not, it clearly should be a free kick. Of course he did. And I felt like he perfectly knew, well knew he was there. Mm. And, he, he and he, the way he was flailing the arm was a little bit dangerous. He might have been booked for that, actually. And if he had been booked for that, then he wouldn't have gone tackling Ben White when he was off the pitch. Really snide, though. Really oh, yeah. a nasty one. There was one. nasty one, something. And he yes. was putting himself about. But, I mean, I must say, in his, you know, if he was playing for Arsenal doing that, I wouldn't care. Hmm. Because that's what you want from your striker. Don't you want him to be strong and aggressive and bullying the centre-backs? But I felt like Klopp yelling and screaming at Arteta. Arteta should have maybe just shushed him or done a bit of a fake laugh or something. But he absolutely blew his gasket didn't he yeah and they kept saying oh that's got the crowd going but really really if you go up there you we all know what it's like you need experienced players you need people who can handle it you know mm. in the end it's going to get very 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 hot and if the team sheet's going to have holes burnt in it they're going to be burnt in it at the points, the weakest links and the weakest links are going to be the kids who are 20 years old who've never been there before yeah and I thought, Kieran Tierney's had games for Scotland, he's back. You need to say to Nuno, you've odd. done really, really well, really well. And I'm pleased as punch with you. I don't know what that is in Spanish. But I am not <laughs> going to put you in at Anfield because I want you to sit on the bench and watch at Anfield because this is one of the best teams in the world. And if they get going, it's difficult up there. So don't get too down about being left left out of this one. It's not a reflection, yeah. but you're new here. And the same for you, Albert. I'm taking you out of this one. This is this is a tough fixture. Their midfield is very, very good. And you're young. So just sit at the side. I'll probably use your second arm. Put El Nenny in. Just put him in the yeah. sit in front of the back four. Just sit in front of the back four all game. Offer some protection. Get across when when Salah's cutting in or Mane's cutting in. Try and get across and stop them shooting. 
just defend, 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 try and give it to Partey and see if we can get it up the pitch. But, but I don't know, it's easy in hindsight, but I thought a bit more experience was probably yeah. sensible. I, I wondered whether that was why he didn't take Tavares off, because he was thinking... I just would thought that, that, was, be, I thought would, that was wrong, though, didn't you? Yeah, I did, but it's like, would would that have been more humiliating? I don't think it's humiliating. He, he's made a Maybe. mistake, yeah. you know, but Laconga gave the ball away four times in the first four minutes of the second half. He was absolutely frazzled. Mm. You could see, you know, when you play Tetris... Yeah. And the blocks are coming down, and the, and you're doing all right at first, and you think, yeah, I can do this, I can do this. <laughs> flip, flip, yeah, yeah, flip. Oh, 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 no, oh 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 no. That was what the conga was like. And yeah. 52 minutes, he's he was at the top of the whatever you call it, the pile, and he was out, and it's too much for him. Yeah, too much for him, and and I thought it was a silly selection, really. Maitland-Niles came on, did okay, tried, did what he could, but by that time the game was up, two 0 down, and trying to chase it. That I mean, they just tear never, you to ribbons, don't never they? Never going to happen. Was it? On the break, oh my god, they're lethal on the break. Mm. They make it look easy. How many times do you see teams break away like that? Three or four players at full speed, and they win a corner, or the shot goes off target, or it breaks down. Not them. Ping, 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 goal. Yeah. Or Ramsdale saving it. I, I yeah. just, I just hope they they've learned from it, but it's not going to dent their confidence for the next ma- few matches coming up because well, they're they're winnable. So as long as their confidence can remain high, but that's why maybe, as Alan said, a more experienced team and go, listen, let's get let's get a draw up here, let's yeah. hold it uh, hold out. It's a silly free kick. Aubameyang gave a stupid free kick away, then we yeah. couldn't defend it, so that was daft. The second goal, we'd given the ball away, but I don't think that player should have been playing. Really, and mm. then then you're thinking, oh well, I don't want to yank him now, but this is management. You've got mm. to pull him at that point. Say, Kieran, you're on for the last half an hour. Yeah. Nuno's fried. His Tetris, his game of Tetris is also <laughs> up, <laughs> and probably perhaps I shouldn't have played these two kids in this fixture. Mm. It's, on, it's yeah. on me. But of course, you know, our dear leader will never come out after the game and say, "It's on me." This one, I, this Sorry. I could have, I could have had more experience on the pitch. What he came out and said was, "We threw it away." No. He, doesn't, he doesn't say... Don't go down this route. No, well, we, have don't, to, we, don't, have to, we have to go down this route. You don't want me to say the things that I think about it? <laughs> <laughs> there wouldn't be no point in doing a podcast, actually. All right. All right. Well, you want us to all agree everything's all right. All right, let's do that. Let's Alan, do that. Alan, yeah. it's the Lemsit yeah. No, you're right. It's the Lemsit It's the Lemsit It's the Lemsit I didn't feel as bad. I, I've we've been up there before, and I've not been able to watch match of the day. I I actually confronted it, and w- yeah, I I I think they will learn from it. Oh, they I know it's a very will. harsh lesson. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's a very yeah, harsh lesson. No but that's, about that. that's what we've got to be. That's what we've got to aspire to. And maybe, maybe he thought, you know. Put them in, show them the sort of the cauldron that is. Yeah, well, I think Alan's method of having them watch it on the sidelines, that would have been a damn sight a lot easier to say, right, I'm going to have all the old guard in, the old nanny, Tierney, get some people. Yeah. I think it's certainly think granite he should have put. He should yeah. have put. Oh, it's a good day for Granite. <laughs> <laughs> good day for granite. I think it well, was. When uh, would he have been sent off? Do you oh, think? I mean, you know, he would have made. This is the thing, and he'd have made absolutely no difference whatsoever in that circumstance. He wouldn't have been mm. the one getting his sleeves rolled up. And, you know, he'd yeah. have given. A, he'd have got a silly booking somewhere, and just he'd, been, he'd have been useless. 
in that match. For, mm. He's all right when it's going well, that lad, and he can start when he can get on the ball and start passing. But if it's a muck and nettles job, if it's really all hands to the pump, he, he's not your man, is he? He's really mm. not. I, I, I know. I felt yeah. I thought Kieran should have been brought on. He is your man. Yeah. He is your man. If yeah, it's a yeah. scrap, I mean, I mean, maybe even it would have been a good thing just to have him because Smith Rowe could not get on the ball. You know, maybe it would have been all right just to put Tierney on on the left hand side of midfield and say, you know, Trent's doing too much down it. I don't know. Whatever eleven we picked, whatever, however we'd set him out, we'd have lost that match. Yeah, probably. So it's uh, and I, you know. Huge admiration still for the efforts of Gabriel, and I thought the spirit of Tommy Asu when he was pretty provoked by Mane was good. Ramsdale yeah. outstanding. Saka still looked dangerous even when he's surrounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I we we first twenty minutes weren't too bad. No, it's just like first <laughs> half. But that often happens. That's, there. Better, than, that's better than Man City, wasn't it? When it was we, we controlled the game off- for the first. Is that often happened because didn't we score? Yeah, we're building didn't, up. Didn't Ainsley score? <laughs> did Ainsley score a goal there a couple yeah, of seasons ago? Yeah, he did. Ago? And you're just going, oh, you're just making them angry now. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I we can't we believe a team that's that good, as good as Liverpool are, are only bloody third in the league. Well, I and think that's let's face it. I mean, you know, we're going on about oh, it's all right. Everyone's saying to me it's a reality check. Listen, it's Liverpool. It does almost like it doesn't count. But five teams have taken points off them this season. You know, they've well, had four draws and a defeat. I think that's why Klopp was as he was because he was determined to get them back because they had dropped off. They mm. had been susceptible. I think and, he was panicking uh, a little bit. Klopp. He was getting a bit worried about Arsenal being up for it. I don't know, but I think he was just wanted them. He wanted to see what he saw. If what they did to us in the second half, oh. which is what they should have done to West Ham, Brighton, so they probably weren't at the level he wanted. So I think that might have been why he was so. Fired I don't think up. it was. I don't think it was calculated. I don't think he blew a gasket no. because he wanted to ride his team. I think he blew a gasket because he was nervous. Mm. Well, I up, certainly blew you know. a gasket in the pub with some faux Liverpool fans. Oh, Did you? Yeah, no. not, they're not too sick. Well, not oh. sick. they're sitting there, you know. Strapping, strapping, you know, listener. There's not, there's not one, not one bloody Anfield ac- accent, Liverpudlian accent, and they're all, you know, yakking away on this table. And I think it was the third goal we over celebrated. I went, "Have you ever been to Anfield, mate?" And he went, "No, I haven't." I said, "What a fucking surprise that is!" And then there was a woman. She said. You're the carpenter who's done my boiler. And I went, yeah, well, that ain't ever happening again, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you made, you made her a wooden boiler. Yeah, I've got a wooden boiler. <laughs> is this boxed an advert for the yellow pages? No, boxed in the boiler, you know. Boxed so it in. Boxed it in. You're my carpenter who boxed it. It's when they go, you're my carpenter. Oh, like no. Abbey. Oh, I hate no. that. So oh, she said, well, so I'm working on the, on the phone. They go, oh, my carpenter's here. What do you mean, my carpenter? I don't remember signing up for life for you. <laughs> Just here to do a job. Take it, take the money and go. Your carpenter. If you need your shells, <laughs> or any wood carpentry work in the Waltham Stow area. <laughs> if you're a plastic scouser, try these <laughs> Dover. <laughs> Dover. <laughs> 
but you know, you know, I hate plastic. I hate plastic anything. Well, yeah. You know, I don't yeah, mind well, you, real you like fat. You, you work with wood, don't you? Oh, I see what you mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're a genuine supporter, but unless someone goes, oh, I'm walking well, to the I pub have, tonight, I, supporting Liverpool. I have a theory about Liverpool fans, though. Mm. Um, you always get the teams that have been successful, and I imagine you would have got it with Leeds, and obviously there's a lot of people who family or they they come to a club for various different reasons but Liverpool Man United Leeds always had that thing of I'm going to support them because they're winning yes and they were usually the bullies yes that's it you're absolutely right yeah they were it was like right well I'm just going to support the team that's what's interesting about that now when my boys go down and play football on a Sunday morning there's a lot of there's quite a few city shirts about there's a few Barcelona and PSG shirts. They're still a bit different now. You get the old man you and there was a Mo Salah wandering around the pitch, gave me the shivers. <laughs> um, and but yeah, there's it's a bit different now that the Champions League Maybe changed is, all yeah. that, I think. Yeah. People like they like Messi and Neymar and all that stuff. But and Man City, they love Man City. What's not to like? Apart from the fact that they're dirty bastards. Uh, let's do some emails and not talk about football anymore, especially if I'm not allowed to say what I think. Play poxy stupid team selection. You know, bloody leader. Oh, they're all over us. They're all over us. They're all over us. Tell you what, keep passing it around your own box. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Push up, get it in there off. Try and get it up the pitch and win a throw in. Don't, don't pass it into the back. They're on top of you. You keep losing it. You've lost it four times in four minutes. If you keep playing like this, you'll concede a goal. You're going to lose it again. You're going to lose it again. You've lost it again, you stupid bastard. And I'm sitting with my six and my ten-year-old and I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh, for fuck's sake, Arsenal, fuck's sake. <laughs> That's what it's like in our house. I have to come on here now and go, no, 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 no. Don't say anything about it. You understand what it's like watching this bullshit? Oh, fucking hell, here we go again. It's a goal kick. The two centre-backs are on the byline. Klopp's looking at this. He's fucking salivating. He's watching his going. All right, lads. Three, two, one. Go. Kill. Get them. Kill. Ramsdale scrambling about. It's a corner. Right, we've got it. We've got it. We've got it. Here we go. Roll it out three yards. Let's try and work up the pitch again. How's it going for you, Mikel? <laughs> we've been in their box twice in an hour and a half. Go long, you prick. Yes. <laughs> well, that's exactly like. the second goal came about because he backfasted it. You know, there's an idea. If we'd have been occasionally going forward, as you say, keep passing it back, passing it back. Of course, something's going to happen like that. It's going to be a mistake, yeah. isn't it? Oh, Greg texts me, go, this is quite, I'm paraphrasing, I'm not reading his text, but it's <laughs> quite bold against famously the best pressing, high pressing team in Europe to keep trying to pass out your own box away yeah. from home yeah. when you're already. Oh, well, look, I love them. I love them dearly. They're, they're brave boys. Yes. And uh, next week, Newcastle are going to get some hammering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Hey, we won't have to play there again until we draw them in the League Cup semi-final. Uh, Andrew Ooh. Doughty's been back on. I know you love Andrew's uh, anagrams, Keith. Oh, um, yes, I do. You love Andrew's anagrams. Yeah, uh, and he's come up with a few for Mikel Arteta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maria Kettle. That's a mild one to open with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Emirate Talk. See what he's done there? Oh, Emirate Talk. Yeah. Clever. Uh, Meerkat Tail. <laughs> I don't know what to make of that one. Rat-like meat. I certainly that's, <laughs> that's what he would have looked like if Jürgen Klopp had got those vast teeth of his <laughs> stuck into him, which looked like it might happen for a moment there, until yeah. Peter Stuyvesant pushed him away. Yeah. <laughs> the old librarian. It's the librarian in the pit crew. He's the one who chooses all the reading for the coach. Um, me like a tart. That's very, very mechanical. <laughs> And uh, lastly, I Team Talker. This is a man who's come up with six anagrams. Very good. He is good, and they all sort of fit the personality of our manager. That's the they do. All six sides of of Miguel Arteta. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, can, uh, I think there's something in this. You know. I can remind you of a few of his old ones that are on this email as well. Aaron Ramsdale saw anal drama. <laughs> that, was, um, that was very appropriate yeah. after uh, yeah. uh, Diogo Di- Di- Jota kicked him in the anus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of the cop. Really? Ooh. Oh, that was a bad right one, the, wasn't it? Right in the ring. Uh, uh, very brave yeah. save. I think Jota just about fair enough that he went. Mm-hmm. That he went for it, but it was obviously going to be a big collision, and uh, and I did notice. I'm sure as people watched on TV did that when he got up, eventually after he was obviously was genuinely hurt. He'd been playing really well again, and the cop did applaud him when he stood up and he gave him the thumbs up. So that's good. Mm. That was all. That was all right. The the atmosphere between the fans and the teams. It doesn't reflect at all the idiot, idiotic behaviour of the two managers. I think, mm. really, honestly, yeah, they were both of them lucky not to get sent off, sent to the stands. Really, it was so embarrassing, isn't it? Mm. They're screaming and yelling over what? Some bloke jumped up and he's for a header and he smashed him with his arm. That happens in every match you go to. I couldn't understand it. It was embarrassing, but never mind. Uh, now there's a no, there's a few more down here. I've got quite some quite good ones. It's included a couple of sort of well, uh, oh, listen, well, couple well, of little quizzes I'm looking okay, for. Well, while Go you're on. looking at that, I was just saying with this Man United thing because they're saying they're going to appoint an interim manager, and then oh yes, now listen, uh, Manchester United yeah. as we speak have just sacked Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Sorry, go on, Keith. And so why would you? Appoint an interim manager and then next season look for a permanent manager, which seems to me, are they looking at Brendan Rodgers because maybe his contract with Leicester is coming up so they won't have to pay so much? I mean, Zinedine Zidane is out there, so surely that is the natural big choice. Or they're looking Um, at the Ajax manager, you know. His his wife doesn't like Manchester. Well, you can't blame that, can you? (laughs) <laughs> so that right, so that's not going to happen, and that's another. Well, Come to Who's wife? Mrs. 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 Zidane. Mrs. Zidane. Yeah, she wasn't. Uh, you know, 150 days of rain a year doesn't appeal. Oh, um, I, don't, I just don't think there is anyone. I don't. The, uh, Conte was the last sort oh. of. Well, what's, what's Brendan Rodgers' contract under that? I mean, oh, lad, can you imagine? Uh, this is quite funny, really. I mean, he here, here we are at Arsenal. We've we've got uh, what we've done is we've appointed a very uh, a rookie manager with a lot of top coaching experience, backed him heavily with money, gone for a young side building over the next two or three seasons. There's a pl- you can see the plan mm. coming together, particularly in the last transfer window. And they're starting to play. The signings have been good, settled in well, starting to play all right, won some games. Fans are on board. You can see what's going on, right? Manchester United, 
you have no idea what's yeah. going on. And this is killing them because look at the above them, up the top of the table, arguably the threat, the best three football managers in the world, arguably in, in Tuchel, Klopp, and yeah. Guardiola. Yeah. And our Manchester United, who would consider themselves a bigger club even than Liverpool and, and even with all the wealth of Chelsea and City, they still regard themselves as the biggest club in England. They regard themselves as the biggest club in the world. How have they not got one of these blokes? Mm. How are they scrabbling around trying to persuade Leicester City to part with their manager and having to wait for him? How are they trying to persuade a bloke who doesn't want to come, who doesn't speak English, whose wife doesn't want to come to Manchester, trying to persuade him with millions and millions of pounds? They must be absolutely fuming. And isn't it wonderful? Yes. I saw such a, <laughs> a, a hilarious montage of Gary Neville, someone that cut together. Oh, with the friends. Spoof, spoof yeah. uh, of the friends theme tune, well worth looking up on the YouTube. Everyone has moved on from us. They've moved on. We were the laughing stock of football at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And we got our act together, bought some good players and won some matches and we're out of the woods now. We're up, we've gone up the table. Whew, this, <laughs> it's calmed down Isn't and it? we can concentrate on, you know, playing some matches. It's them now. Yeah. It's them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They are the laughing stock of football. Isn't football. it a shame Stephen Gerrard <laughs> took the villa job? Just so... <laughs> <laughs> we could have touted him. Can you imagine Manchester United players going, yeah. no, no, no. He's a good manager. Manager's a big steam. Oh, the ones in Manchester would, but the ones in London wouldn't. Oh, uh, the yeah. ones in London would have gone, oh, yeah, I think that's a very good idea, actually. Yeah. Gerard's got a lot of potential. We could really build a yeah. project. He used United as a stepping stone to get to Anfield. Just waiting, just waiting for Jürgen to say, 2024, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm going to do 10 years at Liverpool and that's it, I'm gone. <laughs> oh, that, would, yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Especially if you got Man United relegated as well. Or something like that. <laughs> I mean, their players don't look like they're really trying. Well, I don't know what's going on up there. Pogba is a liability. He's, he's their kind of Meza Ozil thing, isn't he? And Bruno Fernandes is one of the best players in the league. He's playing absolute crap. Well, His faith in McTominay is bewildering. Well, it reminds yeah. me of the Madrid side when they got all the big names together, the Galacticos, and yet it still didn't gel. It took a long time for it to come together. This is what United have always been like. They yeah. signed Varane, they signed Sancho, they brought back Cristiano Ronaldo, they finished up the table last year, qualified for the Champions League. We're going, this is it, we're going to push on. We bought, I remember years ago when they got Jesper Olsen and Gordon Strachan. <laughs> thought, oh, here we go, they've really cracked it this time. And one year they won the first 10 games. And they still didn't win the league. Yeah. They just, they're, they're the kind of, they can go a bit Spursy. And there's nothing better than when United go Spursy. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from when Spurs go Spursy, obviously. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but they must be looking at, they, I bet a lot of their fans wish they had Conte. Of course they would, yeah. And United, if Conte is a manager with a good track record, he's won the league in two countries, he's managed the Italian national team, he's got a good CV, this bloke. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what? Why did they wait to? It was apparent to anyone who's got even the vaguest interest in the Premier League that Solskjaer was not. He was out of his depth. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're talking maybe Pochettino going there. And it's things at PSG with him at the moment. So that the only thing about that would be that that would really piss off Spurs fans if he went if he went there. I would worry about that. That makes sense. That makes sense, doesn't it, with the interim manager thing? Yeah. Because he's not going to leave there now while he's got Mbappe, Messi and Neymar. 
Yeah, he, and he a wants shot a... at the Champions League, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's his thing. It's a very good interview with him, actually. And he said, I mean, it is tough there for him because it, he says if we don't win four or five nil, yeah, they're disappointed. No. Well, if they don't win the dis- Champions League, they probably will try a different coach. Yeah, yeah. and you've got, uh, and he says, you know, all that front three would all be kings in. And could be a king in an individual club. We've got three of them, and how do you make those work? Well, none of them really Barca, want to didn't they? Back. they yeah. did it at Barca with Messi and Neymar. Look, that in the end, the more likely outcome perhaps is that Pochettino goes to the end of the season. If he wins the Champions League, he gets the hell out of Dodge. If he doesn't, they move him on anyway, and they get Zidane. It's more likely that Zidane will go there than yeah. go to Manchester. Oh, and... very much so. But then, as you say, why didn't they go for Conte? Because if you're going to go for Pochettino, he still hasn't won anything yet, really. So Conte oh, would have been... Oh, you had to say it, didn't you? Well, you it. had to mention <laughs> it. <laughs> well, he hasn't won nothing. They never won nothing. Whereas our glorious leader... <laughs> yeah, our leader. Our dear leader. Has, has won, won the, the cup and the community. And yes. the communication against two of the top teams in Europe, exactly. and he beat Man City in the semi final. And that's why I drank the Kool Aid. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, here we go. There's a quiz coming from Jeremy Spinks. Uh, uh, hi, hello, gents. Loving the podcast as always. Seems there are a lot of players in the first team now that we could really like Tommy, Ramsdale, ESR, Saka, Tierney. Yeah, that's his favourite. After the tremendous success of my players with fewer than 10 appearances for Arsene Wenger quiz, (laughs) here's a short quiz around the theme of players who've really pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. (laughs) uh, Question one of this is players who've really pissed him off. Who made the assist for Trevor Brooking in the 1980 FA Cup final? Oh, ah. Willie really Young? Know. Alan Devonshire? No, he wasn't. Well, what, an Arsenal it. or a West Ham player? Oh, they are Arsenal. West Ham, yeah. West Ham player. He had a shot and he, he sliced it. Yeah. And it went straight at Brooking and Brooking just managed to sort of turn himself so he headed it in. The... Yeah. Remember who it was? It was Stuart Pearson. Stuart Pearson. I remember that. That was at the far end. Yeah. I was standing and obviously in the Arsenal end. And the goal went in at the far end. I remember the net bulging. That's how I could see the net bulge all that way away, bloody miles away. And then there was a sort of second of total silence. And then the noise arrived Yeah. from the other end of the ground. It took a moment of silence before the cheer, cheering of the West Ham fans hit you. I'll never forget that. It was we didn't do much in that game, did we? I can't remember any, no, anything where we awful. even we laid a glove on them. We were knackered. Knackered, weren't we, yeah. Knackered. All those matches we had to play. We were knackered and then... Oh, never mind, let's not talk about that. In the 1979 Cup Final, which player's real first name was Luigi? Which Luigi? Mm, Lou Macari. Lou Macari, Damien 1-0. Oh, well done. Damien 1-0. Yeah. Not a player who'd ever pissed us off, mm. just a, a novelty cross. In the uh, 1990 Battle of Old Trafford 21-man brawl, only two players were booked. That is unbelievable. Really? <laughs> <That's> unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was kicking loves out of each other and only booked two players. Who were the two players who were booked? Brian McClare and Nigel Winterburn. Nigel Winterburn is one... Uh, right. I'll give you one point for that, Damien. 
Who um, the other player Robert was Claire, booked? Because he was right in the middle of it, wasn't he? Uh, it was an Arsenal player. Rowcastle? No, the most unlikely of all the Limpar. No, no, Limpar. 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 He got booked. Winterburn was booked, but Winterburn was lying on the floor. As in that brawl, which Man United player is seen quite clearly kicking Winterburn in the back several times? Brian McClare. While Winterburn is lying on the ground, Brian McClare is the right answer. Yeah. And a follow-up question: Was he booked, sent off? Or allowed to continue on his merry, violent, cheating way. <laughs> <laughs> allowed to continue on his cheating way. Right. Do you yeah, remember the uh, he missed a penalty at Highbury? Mate, was it the season afterwards? It's a couple of seasons before. before yeah. Well, was it before? Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. I think it was a eighty-seven season. I think we played them in the cup, fifth round of the yeah. cup. And the story goes that Nigel threw some mud at the ball. As McClare was running, I don't know if there's any truth in that. Oh, and if we ever run into Nigel, uh, Nigel Winterburn, we must ask him. Um, anyway, there was a bit of chat and a bit of trying to put him off. Right. Uh, there was quite a lot coming from the North Bank as well, to be fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he skied it into the North Bank and we knocked him out of the cup. So that was good. Question four. Who was the referee who awarded the Ruud van Nistelrooy penalty? In the 2003-04 game at Old Trafford. Oh, well, I'm going to go with the obvious Mike Riley because he said that. No, Mike Riley was the following year uh, in the 50th game. I can picture him, but I can't remember his name. He's the one with the sort of hair swept back, quite light-coloured greyish hair. Is is Mike Riley still living in that castle in Spain? <laughs> I bet he is. <laughs> no, that would no. He lives in an orbiting space. Yeah. Uh, um, Steve Bennett. That was it. Ah, Steve yeah. Bennett gave that penalty against uh, Martin Keogh, and it was a penalty. <laughs> Do it? you think? Yeah, <laughs> it was a penalty. Was uh, a penalty. When we drew 4 4 with Newcastle, two players scored a brace. Oh. Who were the players who scored two goals apiece in a 4 all draw at Newcastle? Any ideas? Oh, they're. One they're, Arsenal and one Newcastle player. Their bloke who barely had scored at all, midfielder, uh, African... Not, not check. Teote, no. Teote, oh, okay. no. No, it was Joey Barton. No! God, yes. yeah, that irritates you even, even more. Worse. It does, and he got God. someone sent off, didn't he? Was it Diaby? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and our, our man was uh, Robin Van Persie. Yeah, and, uh, well, they should have had... I mean, there's so many fouls and... Cards that should have, you know. So much went on game. in that game. Yeah. I was at that, I was at that game. We were 4 0 up. 4 0 up after. 4 0 up. And I was trying not to look too smug because <laughs> I was having a bit of hospitality in the uh, Moncur suite at St James's. <laughs> One of my favourite days out of the season. Always have a lovely time. Thanks, Ange. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone, everyone at Newcastle. I don't know what it will be like. Uh, next time I go up, a lot of hummus, I imagine. Oh, God knows. <laughs> oh, yeah, sheep's eyes, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> a bed of rice. Gay people, curry. <laughs> gay, gay people, curry. <laughs> curry? You can't have that, can you? Oh, no, we're going to have to run that past the lawyers. Oh, we haven't, we haven't got any. <laughs> 
I can't imagine. I can't imagine Saudi Arabia suing anyone for human rights joke. <laughs> yes, but if you have been affected by this uh, podcast, <laughs> ring this number. <laughs> Jesus. It's the little sip. What an extraordinary uh, <laughs> contribution from the midfield general. <laughs> I think we're moving swiftly on. Uh, Draw a dark veil over that. It's a dark, there we go. <laughs> oh, <it's laughs> there we go. They keep them coming, keep them coming. Every other podcast has done a load of racist bullshit about Saudi Arabia. Why should we be any different? <laughs> Oh. Oh, we'll get that. Was, okay, yeah. that's funny. That is funny. We'll draw a dark veil over that. Uh, uh, how many goal? How many goals have Arsenal scored against the ex-Tottenham keeper Paul Robinson? This is an extraordinary yeah. stat. I don't know how he's come up with this stat. Probably from the internet. Twenty-five. Uh, it's multiple choice. No, it's either fifty-two, fifty-eight, or sixty. What? I know, it's incredible, isn't it? He must have been in goal for both of the five twos, as well as multiple thrashings of Blackburn Rovers over the years. Because yeah. we did we did give them a hiding a few times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was let's, a, let's, I'm going to go for the 60. 60 is correct. 60 wow. Is correct. wow. Yeah. Yes, 60 times he's picked the ball out the onion bag. Against <laughs> us. He, should, yeah. he probably would like to play against us now. Well, we don't do that anymore. Who said... Oh, this is a good one. Who said it's somewhat poetic justice that they have got a result on the last day, even though they're not to win it? David Brian, Brian, yes, David Pleat is right. David Pleat. Yeah, and Jeremy Spinks has put an easy one there because he knew that that is engraved in all of our memories. Yeah, slightly trying to conceal the fact that he was loving it, wasn't he? Mm. David Pleat. Uh, but yes, he said that, and then it was Steve McMahon, one minute, one minute, and oh, then it was Arsenal come streaming forward now, and what will surely be their last attack? <laughs> <laughs> Dixon, Watersmith, <laughs> Dick Thomas, charging through the midfield, it's up and now, <laughs> Thomas, right at the end. <laughs> oh, even you saying oh, it seems a tingle. Oh, the goosebumps, oh, the goosebumps. Thank God. Oh, God, we got that to live on. Um, eight, who scored the crucial second goal in the game against Arsenal in the 1991 season that meant that we didn't go unbeaten? We were not invincible that season. Who got the second goal in a defeat? It was a Chelsea game, wasn't it? Was, it was Chelsea at the bridge. The old, proper old bridge. Mm. It really did look like... Was it Zola? No, no, this was long before Zola. Oh, right. Okay, so No, no, it was uh, big centre forward, blonde hair, bit of a hero down there. Kerry Dixon? Kerry Dixon. Wow, oh, Kerry yeah. Dixon. He stuck one away and we lost 2-1. Yeah. When we were going unbeaten, what we used to sing was, we are unbeatable, we are unbeatable. But for some reason it became the Invincibles later, didn't it? I don't mm. know who coined that. We were, uh, we were, because I suppose it sounds better than the unbeatables, but that's... Yeah. We are unbeatable, we are unbeatable. Who was the only player to miss in the 2005 FA Cup final penalty shootout? Paul Scholes. Paul Scholes, mm. saved by Jens Lehmann. Teddy Sheringham, here he is. Yay! Hey. Hey. Teddy said, well, how would we fill these hours without Teddy? <laughs> Teddy Sheringham has played 28 games against Arsenal. Eight of them were drawn. 
Of the remaining 20, how many did Teddy win and how many did Arsenal win? Oh. Oh. Have we got a winning record against Sheringham? And he played a lot of games for Manchester United, of course. Good side. But do remember, he also played for Tottenham, who are shit. (laughs) And and we were were up there with United at the time as well. Mm. Do you want to have a guess? I would say... He lost 14. Really? Okay. I'll, I'll go I'll go 16. Oh, really? Okay. Well, uh, Arsenal won 11 and Teddy won 9. Oh. With 8 drawn. Okay. So there we are. Thank you, Jeremy Spinks. For yes, that, very uh, good. For that quiz. We enjoyed that. We do need more Teddy Sheringham stories. I mean, listeners, do feel free to make them up. I mean, you know, could just... Well, I've got well, one for you. I've got we? one for oh, you. Yeah, I think we should get Van Nistelrooy ones. He's more. I hate him more. I oh, know you really hate him, don't you? Well, any oh. other player really could help. I mean, if they're genuine ones, where you know a person has been barged in the street by a professional footballer, I'd like to hear those stories. Yeah. Yeah. Barged in the street. Barged, barged in, the in the street. Story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, when we were watching when we were watching the Wenger film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was sat next to Dara, and I at that bit I went, "Horse face cunt." <laughs> like, <laughs> in, in, referring, still, of course, to a rude yeah, Van Nistel, yeah, not and, to and not Van Nistel, the legendary yeah. Irish comedian yeah. Dara. Yeah, no, no, exactly. <laughs> and he still winds me up so much. Anyway, no, no, I'm sorry, he's, he's horrible, terrible cheat. Uh, Phil Trask, Phil has emailed us uh, before. Uh, I, I emailed you six years ago and promised never to email again. That time, it was about my uh, generalisation, he says, of Carl Jenkinson being promoted from the corporal to the sergeant due to his rise through the ranks at the Arsenal. But I didn't accept that the corporal should ever be the mm. sergeant. He would always be the corporal, and uh, and he still remains the corporal. Yeah. Is he still uh, playing? God knows. Yeah. My obvious irony was lost on you. <laughs> of course... You knew, you, I knew that you called him that due to Carl and Corporal sounding similar. <laughs> no, it doesn't. All right. All right, Phil, here we are. Now, listen. It's taken six years he's thought about this. Six it? years to think about this, Phil. Uh, you haven't, there's no irony in anything you've said, first of all. And he's not called Corporal because it sounds like Carl. He's called Corporal because it just sort of fits. <laughs> he was Corporal Jones from... That's it was a me. bit like mm. some, some sort of a Second World War, do anything for the officer. Mm. I'll do it, I'll do it, officer. I'll do it, Mr. Yeah. Fender. I'll do it, I'll volunteer. Yeah. Where do you need the message taken to? Oh, it's Don't Tell Him Pike, isn't it, as well? Yeah, yeah. A, bit, a bit of that. Yeah. But anyway, email, anyway, but now, this is where this Phil story really takes off. Uh, I was a soldier in the British Army, and a fine institution it is. However, Sometimes the leaders don't realise that sending 12 hairy-arse squaddies to the beautiful snow resort of Meribel wasn't their best idea. Now, in what context him and his mates were deployed in Meribel, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe but, Jerry but, was making a thrust around the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is in about 20, 15 years ago. Uh, <laughs> Never underestimate anyway. the Germans. He sent some hilarious pictures of him and his mates uh, on the piss in fancy dress. Uh, I was partaking in a few pints in fancy dress. I'd had a drink in this bar previously and got cosy with the staff. They knew I was a gooner. I was informed that Teddy was in town. Maribel is very small. I decided to track said asshole down. <laughs> when I found... 
When I found Teddy and his minders, does he mean his friends? <laughs> he was surrounded by people wanting pics. What a nightmare. I obviously barged my way past everyone. But <laughs> I should have said at this point, he's dressed as Batman. <laughs> <laughs> They're all got a bit fathers for justice. <laughs> I said, hello, mate. He's not my mate. How's life? He just looked down at me. I thought, you cheeky, see you next Tuesday. You're getting what for? I told Teddy he was a bleep at United, an even bigger bleep at the Vermin, <laughs> but I loved him playing for England. I'm, I fucked it up. I asked him what it felt like scoring in the Champions League final and scoring against Holland at Euro 96. And that's when Teddy got a bit anti and said, what do you think it fucking felt like? Oh, Teddy. Uh, I asked him who he thought he was fucking talking to. One of his minders had a pop. Twelve blokes dressed as all sorts turned up. (laughs) (laughs) Does he mean all sorts? (laughs) Almost literally. Twelve twelve soldiers were dressed up. There's a photo of him here, which I'll describe to you. Oh, dear. Uh, They shut themselves and exited the premises. F you, Sheringham, I shouted. <laughs> and all my mates shouted it as well, not really knowing who he was. <laughs> Attached to a few pics of said squaddies and Teddy and myself, and there's a picture of him with Teddy Sheringham, and they're in his Batman outfit. Then there's a picture of... There's another Batman. There's Where's Wally? There's someone else with a mask. There's always one in a mankini. <laughs> wow. Oh, there's a Robin. There's a Robin and a Joker. Uh, they're all there. Well, we thank you for your service. That's what we should yeah. say. That's what they say in America to a soldier. You know, we thank you for your service. And Absolutely. the fact that he provokes Teddy Sheridan, I think it's really good. Yeah. Well, but more more than thanking him for his uh, service in the, in the British Army, yeah. Keith, we must thank him because he has purchased, in one of these pictures he's wearing it, a Tuesday Club T-shirt. Oh, what? Well, yes, wow. he bought <laughs> so, oh, I don't know when we were knocking them out. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a, collect- a collector's yeah, art. Yeah, he must be the only bloke yeah. who bought one then. And Phil, you look a lot better in that than you do in the Batman kit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Well down, pal. And then he goes, he emailed me again, going, right, I'm really annoyed with myself. <laughs> I should have included this in my Teddy is a See You Next Tuesday tale. So whereas I didn't want to email you again, I've done it twice. <laughs> and he goes, I'm very fortunate. I'm involved in amateur... He's not in the army anymore. I'm involved in amateur and professional boxing. On the 5th of November, officiating at the Armitage Shanks Arena. Ah. And uh, there's a photo of him here. He's got a load of stickers saying, North London is red. <laughs> I'm going to plaster them everywhere. God, this is, I, like, I love this man. <laughs> you see? And then what he did, Phil, and he did do this because he sent me a load of photos on the social media. He put North London is red stickers... All over the place, and in quite well hidden under seats. Oh, um, <laughs> yes! Get in there! Uh, so, uh, very, oh. very... Uh, and he says he'll definitely never email us. Oh, I think he should. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked yeah, it, Phil. I, like, I liked it very much. Uh, James Rennie suggests it's been a while um, since we had unlucky with Theo. Uh, Theo was unlucky with a header against Norwich. Did you see that on match yes. today? Got up, unmarked, clean contact, foot wide. Oh. And I actually said, oh, unlucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he thinks it should be unlucky, Thomas, because Thomas Partey, he says, you know things are going well when Partey gets a shot on target. <laughs> uh, they did it quite a nice curler, didn't they? And, uh, yeah. It's keeping them down now. At least they're going into the you know reasonable zone. Yeah. 
Uh, Chris Cashman's got a song for Nuno Tavares. Tavares, whoa, Tavares, whoa. His legs are thick as logs. He interferes with dogs. <laughs> Tavares, <laughs> whoa. Can't Tavares, that. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm Tavares on the pitch, I'm, I'm hearing 20,000 gooners singing that. <laughs> what? I'm a dog uh, molester. Uh, Nick Howes done an Aaron Ramsdale song. There's a lot of love for Aaron Ramsdale. I mean, there really is. This is a Quite man who was right. voted Player of the Year at his last club, Sheffield United, and Player of the Year at his previous club, Bournemouth, and Player of the Year at, at AFC Wimbledon. And I cannot, really can see him being a <laughs> Player oh. of the Year uh, at Arsenal me. this season. The fans absolutely love him. He came, he came to London yep. down from Stoke. Aaron, Aaron. He makes your team look like a joke. Aaron, Aaron. He's six for two. He's fucking class. If you kick off, he'll kick your ass. Aaron Ramsdale, Arsenal's <laughs> number one. Yeah, hey, I've got, I've got legs. How? Yeah, uh, I, I, like I saw Burnt Leno on the bench just chatting to um, Cedric Suarez as if they'd just come out of an exhibition at the Rijksmuseum and they were... I mean, really, how much do they pick up between them? It's, you know, it's not a hard life, is it, when you're left out for a few weeks? I, I, do, I don't suppose that either of those players will be at Arsenal next season. But that's... Uh, do you think that with January looming up, do you think there's, uh, we might buy someone or just ship people out? Do you think? I think they want to buy a striker, don't they? I mean, this yeah. fly. I don't know if you've seen him at Fiorentina... He's a monster. He's an absolute monster. Mm-hmm. He's big, strong, he's broad. He thumps it with his left foot. He can head it. He's, I mean, he's a real... He's not like Haaland, but he's kind of the next best thing. But I don't know if Arsenal will get him, to be honest with you. I think mm-hmm. he, people are all over the place are sniffing around him. Yeah. I, I think, you know, with, well, with Lacazette yeah. coming to the end of his deal and he's 30 and Ober's 32, and if there isn't faith in... Eddie and Ketia, and if it's too soon for Balogun, probably Balogun should go on loan in January, shouldn't he? Go and play somewhere yeah. like Smith Rowe did, and loads of them yeah. have done over the years. I think they should definitely do that. And and we need to yeah. we need to replace these guys. We need a strike, someone in their early twenties. Yeah, well, we we need to put Martinelli a bit more, I think. Well, yeah, we? the thing with our dear leader, our faultless leader. It's when, when when you get forgotten, you get proper forgotten, don't you? I mean, that's mm. once you once you're in, you're in for a bit, and he cannot crack it, Martinelli, can he? And a slight feeling that when he gets on, maybe he tries too hard. But I've, I don't know. I feel like we're too down. Lacquer's doing okay. We we need a goal. Why take Lacquer off and put Erdegaard on? There. Why? Where's Martinelli? Well, I, I would I think know. next week's game against Newcastle would be a good game for maybe Martinelli to start. Yeah, I'd like you to know. see more of him. We were so enamoured of him, weren't we? Then he got injured for a bit and he just can't crack, get through yeah. this season. And he always just comes on with a couple of minutes to go. Yeah, you're not going to do anything then. It's going to be a miracle if you get something. Just runs very fast. But um, we've, we've got Sunderland, haven't we, in the Cork um, final. Rumbelow's Cup. Um, yeah. Oh, here's one key for you. This is I'll say I'll read this before we uh, wrap this up. Hey, Tuesday Club. 
I have a story that I think is true, but I've never been able to talk about it. It came from my wife and she swore me to secrecy due to it being involved with her job. So I kept my word and it never, I, I've never told a soul. But that all changed the day I came home from work and found her in bed with the Amazon delivery driver. <laughs> he still, still had my parcel with him, using it as a shield to protect his dignity. I can't look at that air fryer today without getting upset. She's gone now, so I think her secret's a fair game. Mags, Mags, the ex-wife, worked at an orphanage in the 90s. Her job was to prepare the kids for when people came looking to adopt. She loved the job. One time she had a pair of twins, a boy and a girl. Lovely kids with a tragic life. They lost their whole family in a terrible accident when a drunk farmer drove a combine harvester through a wedding tent. Mum, mum, dad, grandparents, aunties, uncles and cousins, all gone. They had each other, though. And they promised they would always protect each other. That is, until a couple came looking to adopt a child of their own. He was a millionaire footballer. She was a model. Perfect adoptive parents. They spent a few minutes with the twins, asking questions and listening to their terrible life story. It seemed to affect him greatly. With a tear in his eye, he gave the girl a heartwarming <laughs> smile, patted her lightly on the head, turned away to face Mags and said, we'll have the boy. Stunned faces. Crying children. Mags explained, no, they come as a pair. You can't split them up. Why not have both? We only need one, just the boy. We'll go and sign the paperwork. He can have five minutes to say him goodbye. Well, there's nothing she could do. She argued with the orphanage management, but they had strict rules to follow. Millionaires get to call the shots, always at orphanages, of course. Mags resigned that day and she was waiting outside for a taxi to pick her up and she saw the little girl staring out the window. She was never the same after that. It was probably what drove her into the arms of Amazon. Mags, not being a football fan, always said she couldn't remember his name. But one night, years later, when seeing Teddy Sheringham on the TV... <laughs> she, she said, That's him! That's him, I'm sure of it! And to be honest, that's all the evidence I need. Knowing what we know about this man, it wouldn't be a surprise, really, would it? Uh, cheers, Gary Murphy. Oh, good one, Gary. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's found his work. Amazon delivery drive. Must have been a quick job then, must have been. Last one on the round. <laughs> yeah, well, I did the, the combined harvester through the wedding tent. Yes. I think that was too, yeah, that he went too far there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think I, I would have heard that on the stretch, news. Stretch, stretch the duty a little bit. Yes. <laughs> but you know. Uh one last thing, Matt Williams sent me a tweet saying, What a feeling Ramsdale's the new seaman. Uh, Alright, that's uh fifth is uh, fifth place is the new fourth. Yes. Uh, exactly. See you soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>